Okay, good morning, Rabbi Sai. End of our first week of doing Maseches uh, Ma'ikatan in Kenya Masechta. Baruch Hashem, I feel it is going well. Hopefully, you're enjoying the Chazar and hopefully everything's clear. If not, please, please let me know. Again, I'll remind you at the end of this year, but the goal really is, is at some point over this weekend to do a full Chazar of this past week. Again, it's uh, on one hand uh, not too overwhelming. It's only going to be about an Amud, maybe a little bit more than an Amud, but at the same time, you have to know every last word. So make sure you know every last word, make sure you have the clarity of it, different cheetahs, and then we'll use it to move forward afterwards. But again, it is essential as part of this to build in as many Chazars as possible. And the weekends are one of the key times to put in some sort of Chazar on the previous material. We'll discuss later on, once we get deeper into it, how much Chazar back do you have to do? But certainly this week is pretty clear is that you should try to do the entire Amud um, if you can. So <clears throat> what we were doing for the last couple of days is we were trying to figure out who the author of our Mishnah is. Uh, our Mishnah taught uh, many things, but two specific halachas that it taught us that we're trying to figure out who authored them is that A, you're only allowed to do malachan chalamoe to avoid financial loss, but you cannot do malachan chalamoe to have financial gain. And we also said even in the category of do malachan chalamoe to avoid financial loss, you're only allowed to do it if it's not a tircha yaseh or if it's not exertion, too much exertion of effort. But if it's too much exertion of effort, even if you're trying to avoid financial loss, that would not be acceptable. Our first attempt to find an author is we suggest maybe it's Rebbe Loza ben Yaakov, that's at the end of the thin lines. And we thought it fit because he does say explicitly you're allowed to draw water from tree to tree in order to avoid financial loss, but you cannot water the rest of the field. So we see from there you're allowed to do things on Chalamoy to avoid financial loss but you cannot do things to have financial gain. So the Gemara says, very nice, that proves uh, one of the items on our checklist, that you're allowed to do things to avoid financial loss, but you did not prove the second item on our checklist, which is when there's tircha say when there's ex- exertion of effort, extra exertion of effort, then at that point, the stop sign goes up and you can't do it anymore. So we had to continue looking for the author of our Mishnah. So we got to the Brisa that has three more opinions. I'm going to say the three opinions outside, and then one more time we can read them all inside. The three opinions are Rabbi Mayer, or mayor has a very extreme sheet of Lakula and says you're allowed to use even a new wellspring on a base abal. He's the first one that we learned that even a base abal, which means you're getting profit, you're allowed to use even a new wellspring. That was the mayor's opinion. And obviously, he does not fit with our mission at all. Our mission only gave you a wiggle room to be able to water a base hashlachin, which is a field that needs you to water it. Then we had Rabbi Huda's opinion, which we're going to try to recommend. He's the one who's the author of our Mishnah, where he explicitly says that if you have a, a new wellspring, you're allowed to water a base hashlachin. If you have, again, I'm, I'm saying that very carefully. If you have a new wellspring, you're allowed to water a base hashlachin. Um, and that's, we're going to leave, that gets us a little bit confused. And that'll be the beginning of the new material today is that why is he limiting his statement to new one? He should speak out both new and old. But again, he does make a statement. If you have a new wellspring, you're allowed to water base hashlachin, which we see therefore means you're allowed to avoid loss but you cannot do things for financial gain. Then we have Rebbelozim and Azari that says, Bein kachu, bein kach, that neither this nor that are you allowed to do, which we end up saying, whether it's an old wellspring, whether it's a new wellspring, um, you're not allowed to uh, water. <coughs> um, you're not allowed to use, uh, sorry, you're not allowed to use new wellsprings at all. Uh, and that's, we're going to see that again inside in the Gemara. And then Rabbi Huda circles back again and says, by the way, even if you're trying to avoid financial loss, like you're trying to water your churva, you try to water your gan, you're only allowed to do things that are a minor effort, but not things that are exertion of effort, which therefore checks off the second item in our checklist that Rabbi holds. Not only are you allowed to do things to avoid financial loss, but when you are doing things for avoiding, avoiding financial loss, you're not allowed to do things that are an exertion of effort. So again, we get both checks on the checklist again, right? Because we want to get two things. Avoiding financial loss, but even then you cannot do Tirchi Yaseira. We get both of those from Behuda, and then we challenge it after. So we're going to read the Bryce one more time inside just to get it rock solid as clear as possible, and then we're going to lift off from there uh, to go weiter. So, uh, yes.
Yeah, so it, it's, 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 it for sure is a financial loss. You, have to, you know, it's some sort of vegetable something. You know, you're, you're losing money here. It's not just that you, know, you don't have the opportunity to have a pretty, you know, okay. you know daffodils in your, in your yard. Um, okay, so it says the Gemara is the first wide line, Ella. At the end of the line, Ella Amar Rav Papa. Rather, Rav Papa says, Hamani, who is the author of our Mishnah? It's Rabbi Yehuda, he is Rabbi Yehuda. Ditanya, as we have a Brisa. Mayon ayotze betchila, a brand new Mayon, brand new wellspring. Mashkim imenu, afilu sada besabal, even a besabal, divir remeyer, those are the words of remeyer, that's the first opinion, and that does not fit with our Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Rabbi Yehuda, says, Ein mashkin ela sada besashlachin, shachor, we only allowed to water a sada besashlachin that dried out, We'll define dried out again in a second, but the point being is, no, you're not allowed to do a base of to gain profit. You're only allowed to do a base of shlachin to avoid loss. You cannot do either, and we'll define that in a second. And then Yehuda swings back and says, yes, sir, okay, and even more, you're not allowed to, I'm just going to keep it simple, as clear out with a major job, clear out the waterways that water your field, to use to water your gina and your chorva, which is your ruins that has an area that needs you to water it, but you cannot do that because that's an extra effort. So we see that Rehuda fully is compatible with our Mishnah, that you're allowed to do things to avoid financial loss, but not if they are a tercha yasera. Now ask the Gemara on that price. My chorva, what is Rehuda's statement that you're allowed to water a base of that's chorva? Why add that word chorva unless it's teaching me something? So Elaine, my chorva, if you tell me the chorva means literally it's completely dried out. So ask the Gemara, why am I watering it? It's completely dried out. You can't do things that are useless, that are futile. So Amar Abaye, Abaye says, No, we're dealing with the case that it dried out from its ability to use one wellspring, and another wellspring came out in its place. And we said the reason why that's important is that a field that's never really been irrigated, it's no big deal to push off irrigating it altogether until after Cholomoy. But a field that has already started the irrigation process, and then it stops suddenly, you had a wellspring that was watering it very nicely, and it stops suddenly, well now you're actually in crunch time over here, that if you don't jump in and do something to water it continuously afterwards, you're going to have a financial loss. So that's what he was saying, the Shekharva, that we're dealing with the case that there is financial loss over here, for sure, because again, if they didn't start the watering at all, then just push it off completely until after Cholamoid. Now the Gemara says... Just to explain what was the shita, neither this nor that. It means as follows: Loshna Chorv Mayana, Loshna Lochar Mayana. Does it make a difference if the past Mayan dried out or not? Mayan Shiasa Betchila Loy, you're not allowed to use a brand new wellspring even on a base Hashlachim because he's concerned of that concern that we mentioned a bunch of times before that we're not concerned about that he's afraid it's going to cave in. So he's a little more machmer as well, and certainly not compatible with our Mishnah, because our Mishnah said explicitly that you're allowed to use a Mayan, even if it's a new one, even though there is some sort of concern it's going to cave in. Are we all good right now? Parshas Mitzvah of Mayan is that it could, wa- it could dry out. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Parshas says that it's definitely, it's definitely a possibility that it could dry out. Okay, so bottom line is the Gemara doesn't speak it out, but it assumes that we picked up on the fact that Rehuda seems to be compatible with our Mishnah, and to which the Gemara asks, Umimai, how do we know so clear that Rehuda is compatible with our Mishnah? Dilma ad kan lo ka'amur Rehuda, maybe until now Rehuda only said, Beisashlachin in Beisabaloi, that you are allowed to water Beisashlachin, and you're not allowed to water Beisabal, Ela Mayan Shiasa that's only when it's a brand new Mayan. Why? It's the top line of Beis and Beis, 
Dilma Asin and Pule, because you have this valid concern that in my cave in, you might have to do, might have to do a construction job. Aval Mayan but a old Mayan, where there's no concern at all, the Lo Asilin Pule, that's not going to cave in at all, there's no concern. Afilu Besa Balnami. Maybe Rabbi Huda holds you could water a Besa Bal. And again, speak that out one more time. For some reason, Rabbi Huda, when he said a statement in the Brisa, he only used the words new. He only used the words new wellspring. So we're entitled to say, well, if he limited his words and said, a new wellspring you're allowed to use to water base Ashlachan, I might be able to assume on my own that an old wellspring you can even use to water base Abel. He doesn't say, I don't say that, so maybe I could assume he does say that, which therefore then makes it not compatible with our Mishnah, because our Mishnah says explicitly, you're never, ever allowed to water base Abel, and you're always, always, always allowed to water base Ashlachan, no matter what kind of mind you're using. So, since he left us that wiggle room, they were saying, how do you know Rehuda Zer Mishnah? Maybe he holds this thing, which would make him incompatible, that you're a lot of water based about with an old wellspring. Yes? Can we just, can we just say, maybe, this, can we just say, because he doesn't actually explicitly say this, he's just going on that, like, the, the header. The header is, Mayan Hayotim So, and then he just goes and says his opinion after Rebbe Meir. It doesn't actually, like, repeat, oh, specifically in this case only. Right. Going on that top, but that's right. what we're talking about. So yeah, but, you know, again, he, it went, from the fact that he adds the word Harva, that means he was saying that, well, since this last one dried out, then the new one opened up, that you're allowed to do. So he's kind of like, he's only talking in the world of new, he's not talking in the world of old, you know. The one that dried up. Well, well you, you, you for sure could use an old one by a base HaShlachin. He's only talking about base HaShlachin, he's only talking about new. It, we infer that you could use an old by a base HaShlachin, for sure, but the fact that it doesn't speak it out unnecessarily said you're allowed to water based on shlachin to therefore allow us to know for sure that by base of Baal you can't use either. So at least by the other case, which he's not talking about, which is the base of Baal, maybe you could use an old one. He limits his talking to a, new one, to a base of shlachin and he only bothers talking about a new uh, um, wellspring in the base of shlachin, which leaves a little bit of wiggle room that maybe by an old wellspring in a base of Baal you'd be able to do it. Right, exactly. So, meanwhile, says the Gemara back, which we thought was an interesting answer, and that was the end of what we did yesterday. I'll tell you why this can't be what Rebuta holds. Says the Gemara, third line down, third word, Im kein mas nisin aman If so, meaning if you're going to interpret Rebuta this way, that he allows you to water Beis Abal for profit, then mas nisin, our Mishnah, aman, on whom tarmiye can you put it? Can you throw it on? Who can you throw our Mishnah on? And the way we spoke this out yesterday was, is that, uh, you know, they know Ganshas, <laughs> they know all Tanaic literature. There's only four Tanaim that they know of that talk about the topic of Beis Abals and Beis Ashlachins and News Wellsprings and Old Wellsprings, etc. Those four Tanaim are Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. Those are the four that they know about. And three of them are not compatible with our Mishnah. Rabbi Lozab and Yaakov, we already said in the previous price, is not compatible with our Mishnah. Rabbi Meir is definitely not compatible with our Mishnah because he holds you can even water a base of Baal with a new wellspring. Rabbi Lozab and Azariah is not compatible with our Mishnah because he holds that you're not allowed to water a base of Shlachin with a new wellspring. So Rabbi Yehuda is the only one who's a candidate. So now we have two ways to understand Rabbi Yehuda. Leave it as we wanted to understand it, that he is compatible with our Mishnah. Or stretch ourselves and say, but maybe, maybe he's not compatible with our Mishnah. So says the Gemara, well, he's the only candidate that's left, and therefore let's assume he is the author of our Mishnah, and uh, fairly so. I mean, there has to be. We don't, we don't make up Mishnah. So Rehuda Nassim, when he wrote the Mishnah, there was someone that he was going on. So it makes sense that he was going to Rehuda, and Rehuda holds that you're allowed to water a Besa Shlachin from both a new wellspring and an old wellspring, and you can never water a Besa Baal even from an old wellspring. Now, this is where we stopped yesterday.
outside. The next question in the Gemara is, is then why did Rabbi Yehuda fool us? <laughs> why would Rabbi Yehuda not be more clear and say explicitly that you can never water a base of Why did he leave us this wiggle room to maybe understand differently? And that's the next question in the Gemara. Is there is. So in this case here, we see Ramirez's sheet is not the sheet that we're trying to prove, then that, could that be of help? That when we can't just say it's mayor because we know it's not. Well, well then, then what? Then. Then. Um, yeah, I mean, that just help, that, that helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It just helps with the process of elimination, but yeah, it doesn't help us know who it is. You know who it is. Um, okay, fine. So it says the more inside. Here we go. Ella, fourth line from the top. Ella, there be Yehuda, Loshna Mayan Shiasabitchila. So it must be, um, there be Yehuda holds, Loshna Mayan Shiasabitchila. It doesn't matter if it's a Mayan that's new. Loshna Mayan Shiloyasabitchila. It doesn't matter if it's a Mayan that's old. Besa Shlachin in, Besa Baaloi. You're allowed to use the Besa Shlachin, and you're not allowed to, you're allowed to water Besa Shlachin, and you're not allowed to water Besa Baal. I, the high diktani mayan shiyasa So, why did Yehuda talk only in terms of a new wellspring? Why did he only speak about that, leaving us a little bit confused and almost misleading us? To tell us the strength of Rav Meir. And I'll read this next line and then we'll stop and then I'll read it again inside after I explain it more. To bring out the strength of a mayor, meaning how mechudish the mayor is, that even with a new wellspring, you're allowed to water a beisabal. So we've seen this idea many times before in Sukkah. I'm sure you have also seen this in Shas, is that when Tanayim limit their statement, sometimes they limit it in order to prove how extreme either their own shita is or other Tanaim shita is. So from the fact that Rabbi Yehuda is speaking in the realm of a brand new wellspring, and he says whatever he says, and we have a mayor who's one of the other Tanaim in the same price, and he's saying, you're a lot of water based Abal. So now we're learning that, wow, we already saw mayor is extreme, they hold you a lot of water based Abal at all. But he's gone so far that not only can you water a base of Baal, but you can even water a base of Baal with a new wellspring. Wow, that's really extreme. He uses the word kayach, meaning he's really strong, which strong means what? You know, there's a famous phrase called kayach de hetera adif, that it takes more strength to be, ma- to be makel than to be machmer. To be machmer, someone asks me a shayla and says, you know, is Allah okay or not? I can be total amar to be machmer. <laughs> but to be makel, actually, you have to know something and really be, have conviction that my psak is actually the right psak. So over here, we're seeing the strength of Rav Meir that he says, no, no, this is totally fine. Prophet, brand new wellspring, go all the way. But to help bring that out, Rabbi Huda was talking in terms of a brand new wellspring to be clear of this contrast that he says that, no, only based on Shlachin, but Rav Meir holds that's even based on Baal. The question is, if, if Rav Meir is stronger, why, why wouldn't you pass it? <laughs> that's, so okay. At the end of the day, Rabbi Huda Nasi had, uh, you know, had a right to his personal opinion, and you know, he has the right to his convictions. You know, I can tell you in contemporary terms, there, there are plenty of posts with tremendous conviction, hold a lot of very interesting coolest, <laughs> but uh, their, conviction, their conviction doesn't necessarily prove it. So the, the normative of Allah ended up being not like a mayor, but uh, you know, at least we wanted to get clearly what the opinions are to help us clarify who holds what and how do they hold it. You never be who to say what he said in the way that he said it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's almost like a symmetry, poetic kind of a uh, planned... Uh, yeah. We're describing things? Yeah, exactly. There's a, it's almost intentionally spoken out in a way to help us clarify the positions. And therefore, Rabbi Huda's position was spoken out in a way that helps us get clear of Mayor's position that he's uh, all the way to the other extreme of Kula, that you're allowed to do a new wellspring on a base of
So let's read that again inside. Um, it says the Gemara, the high diktani. The diktani is last word in a line, about six lines down. And that which it says in the Brisa, Mayan Shiasa Betchila, it only mentions a new wellspring, which led to a little bit of confusion. Lodiach HaKochad Rameyer to tell you the strength, the extremity of Rameyer, the Afilu Mayan Shiasa Betchila, that even if you have a brand new wellspring, Mashkim Imenu, Afilu Sada Beisabal, you're allowed to use it to water even a Sada Beisabal. Actually, you know, here it even says Sada Habal. This is so confusing. Paul, your question is fascinating. <laughs> Paul wants to know, though, why do we use the word Bais for, the, for Sada? So then we saw the next line called it a Sada Beisabal, and now we're just calling it a Sada Bal. So I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to look into it a little bit, but apparently we, have, we, know, what, we know what we're talking about, but we have had already in one Umud Sada Beisabal, Sada Beisabal, and Sada Bal, which, again, is just, I think, it's fascinating. So we'll have, to, we'll have to figure that out. I think it's an interesting horror. Okay, so let's get a little bit more ground covered over here. Um, we're about to learn some halachas in Hilchah Shabbos that um, don't have any direct relevance to halachas of Cholamot. And we'll see later why it was brought, because this is actually, um, you know, the Amorayim laying out the Gemara in a way that'll be helpful to us, because later we're going to need these Mishnayis and Bryce's that we're bringing to help us understand a Gemara that is relevant to Cholamoid. But right now we are not talking about Cholamoid at all. We're just talking about Hilchah Shabbos. Okay? So says the Gemara, the word Itmar. Itmar ha-menachesh mayim l'zroim b'Shabbos. If someone's menachesh, Rashi says menachesh simply means weeding. Taking out the bad stuff amongst the good stuff in the field to allow it to grow better. Ha-menachesh. mayim and you are watering with water. Lizraim, seeds and other herbage that you have. Bishabbos, on Shabbos. Exactly. Mishumai Masrinam Bey. What is the Hasra that you give him? So it's already given, this guy's a Michal Shabbos, like you just said. The question is if you were a bystander watching this person weeding and watering his seeds. And you want to warn him that, hey, buddy, you're being Michal Shabbos and you're going to be punished for this. Well, we all know very well that one only can be fully punished if they had a hasra first. They had a warning first. And the hasra has to actually contain the source of what they're doing wrong. You can't just say, like, hey, that's not good. Hey, that's Michal Shabbos. You have to say to him, there's a malacha of the Lamatas Malachas, and this is the malacha that you're doing. So there's a machlekas we're going to have right now. Which malacha is the person doing when they're weeding and watering that you can warn him that, by the way, you're doing the wrong thing? That, you, by the way, you're doing the wrong thing. Um, I always. Uh, <laughs> Love uh, Rabbi Ribiyat's book on Hilchah Shabbos, where he points out that if you drive a combine harvester on Shabbos, you're being over 60 malachos deraisa. <laughs> Just like a, it's like a funny insight, you know, it's funny, it's sad, but it doesn't happen, thank God, Baruch Hashem, I hope, is that, you know, because in that one action, you're doing havara on the driving, you're doing kotzer on the wheat, you're doing, uh, you're doing zorah because it separates the chaff from the wheat, you're literally doing <laughs> 16 at a time. So over here, the question is, is he doing one, is he doing two, which one is he doing? So that's going to be the machlokas that we have right now. So itmar ha-menachesh, which is weeding, v'amashke ma'in l'zroin, v'shabes, mishum ma'in masrin embe, what is the hasra that you give him? So Rabbah amar mishum charesh. Rabbah says an interesting one, plowing. And they're going to explain the position in a couple of seconds. But you're plowing the field by weeding it and watering it. Okay? Rabbi Yosef, Amr Mishum Rabbi Yosef says it's because of Zaireya you're doing some, some, some form of planting. Now Rashi does us a favor, by the way, because the one that I would have thought is obvious, it doesn't mention, which is Kotzer. Because you're pulling weeds out of the ground. Why is that not Kotzer and Shabbos? And uh, Rashi says something very important. Kotzer is inherently taking things out of the ground that are useful. 
taking things out of the ground that you don't want, that's not kotzer. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It's just, you know, again, I was like wondering, like, where's the kotzer in here? We have, we have interesting ones which are plowing. Planting makes sense. You know, again, watering makes sense. You have the, you know, that makes sense. But where's the kotzer? The kotzer's out because you're, you're taking the weeds out because you don't want them, not because you do want them, therefore kotzer's out. So we have Rabbah that says it because of Harish, or Yosef, Amr, Mishum, Zaria. So, yeah. Right, so, so here, more is going to say right now. So, Amar Rabbah, Rabbah says, Kavasi didi mistavra. Rabbah says, like I, who say it's Chorish, I make sense. Okay, you see those words? Kavasi didi, like me, mistavra, makes sense. Because, ma darko shal Chorish, lirifuye ara, just like a real Chorish, a real plowing, softens the ground, ripuye ara, like rifion, eretz, rifuye ara, it's softening the ground. Hai nami marpuye ara, so too over here, you're softening the ground. Even by pulling out the, the bad weeds and pulling out the bad grass, it creates a certain softness of the ground that allows you to enhance the growing ability of what you have over there. And therefore, that's considered to be charish. Amar Rabbi Yosef, Yosef says, Kavasi like I is mistava is logical. Then I say it is um, zorea. Madarka shal zorea just like the norm of when you water things, you're helping things grow. The peira, the peiras are tzmuche, at samach david, are growing, are sprouting. Hachanami mit samach peira, so over here, you're helping things sprout and grow. So they have a very, very simple machlekes. That's the next line of the Gemara. <laughs> so why can't it be both? So let's just read those two sheets again inside. Uh, says the, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a quick one, run through from Itmar. Itmar. If someone weeds and waters, the Zroim on Shabbos, Mishum Mai Masrin Abe, what is the Asra that you give it? Rabbah, Amr Mishum Chayrish. Rabbah says because of Chayrish. Rav Yosef, Amr Mishum Zorei, Rav Yosef says it's because of planting. Amr Rabbah, Rabbah says, Kavasi Didi Mistavra, like I is more Mistavra, that says it's Chayrish. Madarkash Chayrish Lerpuyara, just like a normal plowing softens the ground. Hai Nami Marpuyara, so to here, you're softening the ground. Amr Rav Yosef, Kavasi Didi Mistavra, like I is more Mistavra, Madarkash Zorei, Litzmuch Epeira, just like the norm. Um, it, of Zareya is to uh, make things grow. So to over here, it's helping make things grow. Now, we're not going to get too deep into this because we have to stop for a little bit of Chazara, but at least to get you a feel the next couple lines. Abaye says to Rabbah, I got a question on you, Rabbah. You say it's only Chorish. And actually have a question on Rabbi Yosef as well. According to you, they hold it's only Chorish. Mishim Chorish in. Mishim Paul's question. You're only chai because of Chorish, but Zareya not? That's a pretty good argument. It is Zareya. And the Rabbi Yosef Kashin is a question of Rabbi Yosef. Mishum Zareya in, Mishum Chorish lo? Right? Why, why you're not both? Um, just for the sake of clarity, I'm going to actually quickly, which is against Kenya Masaf, to just get to the next two lines so we could have closure. But we're going to read this slowly again next time. To which Gemara says back, V'chitema kolhecha di'ika tarti lo mechaya. I mean, if you're going to tell me, no, no, we have a shita. If there's two, you're not chayiv. You have to have only one. Right? L'mechayiv el-chada. But Amr of Kana, of Kana says, that's not true. Zoymer v'tzarech le'etzim chayiv shtayim. If someone does zmira, which is pruning, and you actually want the trees. Okay, normally pruning is that sometimes you have an overly grown tree or other types of bush. You actually rip off branches or, tree, or, or, or limbs of that tree to allow the rest of them to grow better. But normally what you're ripping off, you're just throwing in the garbage. But if you are zoimer and you want the trees, you're chayv shtayim. You have two things that you transgress. Achas mishim notea, for achas mishim koitzer. One of them is planting, because by taking off the branches, you're enhancing its growth. 
and the other end is kotzer, which is taking off the branches you actually want them. So we say, you could be chayi on two. And therefore, the Gemara of Kasha, that's actually a good question, why not chayi both? It doesn't really resolve it, and really, it should be, and this is, a, I'll just point out something interesting before we end for the weekend, is that it should be, if I was someone who would author the Shulchan Aruch, and I would be a Rishon, I would paskin this Gemara and say, you're chayi both. I mean, that's how I would think the paskin right now. If you look at the Aleph of the uh, Ein Mishpah near Mitzvah, which you're familiar, the Aleph of the Ein Mishpah near Mitzvah tells you where to look in the Rambam and where to look in the Shulchan Aruch for how to pass in this. He puts it next to Rav Yosef up top. You see that on the word Mishum? See that word Aleph over there? Aleph Mishum Zareya, he puts it only by Rav Yosef, who paskins that it's only Zareya. So all the Meforshim go wild to try to figure out, like, where did this Rambam come from? Like, we all just read the Gemara. The Gemara ends up saying Kasha. It makes sense to say Yerchayi both. And the Rambam somehow concludes from our Gemara, you only Chayi one, which is a cool question. We can talk about it later. Yeah? That seems to be worse, because in the case of pruning, it's the same action. They've got two, two Tosafs. Right, right. Over here, it's two different One's weeding and one's water. No, no, no. But, no both of them are, both, are Chayi and both. Those are two examples that the one action is doing two things. Those are two examples of doing one action that has two results. Pulling out weeds is both Zareya and Kharish. Watering the flowers is both Zareya and Kharish. Oh, yeah, both of them are like the pruning right. case. It's not that you need to do both of them. It's that if you did either or, you're being high of Tumulon. So you don't need to water the weeded grass. Just by pulling out the weed, you have... You have done two actions. Okay. Just pulling out weeds, you've softened the ground, and you've now enhanced the ability of everything else to grow. So it's two if you've watered it. Correct. Yeah, yeah, no, not, you don't have to do both. the only two things? Because there's got to be more. Like, what about taking out? Like, what yeah, we could go through a million. Yeah, exactly. We could go, we could go through a million things. That's the... Uh, if not for the Rambam, maybe you'll pay for like 60. You're going to have to run off to the guy winning him all 60. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, you know, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when it adds in Kasha, does that mean that it, that these, these nine wood paskin, that it's just one? One more time. So does that mean at the end of the day, both of them are Paskin? So Kasha should, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of where we have to understand the Rambam, is that, again, many Rishonim understand that no. In the end of the day, they're like, oh, that's a good point, both. And the conclusion is both, not one. Because, like, yes, I, I felt more compelled to say Zareya, but Kharish is also true. I felt more compelled to say Kharish, but Zareya is also true. So and Kasha means, like, oh, good question. Like, and then, end of the day, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a take. Take was like, uh, you know, no, no, but let it stand. We'll figure it out later. Kasha's like, no, that's a good question. I give in. Seems, seemingly, that's what Kasha means, is I give in.